This is the Mental Health Revolution. Welcome to the Doorway to Self podcast with Rachel Leah Gerson. Hello, beautiful human, and welcome back to the Doorway to Self podcast. My name is Rachel Leah Gerson, and I am your host. So grateful to be here today, as always. So when I tuned into today's podcast episode, I got a flood of about (laughs) six different things that the universe was like, you could do this one, or you could do this one, or you could do this one. And um, uh, overall, the overarching theme was I was asked to tell a story. (laughs) And so I have decided, based on the feeling of it, that today is a good day to talk about false light. If you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, I want to wish you a very happy full supermoon in Capricorn and Sagittarius, depending on whether you follow 12 or 13 sign astrology. Um, Happy Mercury direct. We're a couple days out from that and happy almost Neptune retrograde. I think this is a really, really fascinating and perfect energy to be working with to talk about false light specifically because, uh, well, the energy is just up for that. If you don't know what I mean by that, you're welcome to go to doorwaytoself.com slash blog and check out the latest article on the full moon. So I want to tell you guys a story. I want to invite you to sit back, relax, listen, and feel. My journey, as many of you know, on the magical path started Well, I don't quite remember a point when it stopped. I always remembered the magic. It's always been a part of me. I never, never, never allowed anybody to tell me that what I was experiencing was imaginary or unreal. Um, Or, well, I allowed them to tell me. I just didn't believe it. And here's the problem with that. While that is a gift, such a gift, the problem is is that I began to question it. I began to question whether or not it was real, even though I innately believed and knew that it was real. I began to question how right I was about things. I began to constantly seek affirmation outside of myself to know that what I knew was real was actually real because I couldn't trust. I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't trust the universe. And a large part of that was because people outside of me were constantly telling me that what I was doing was imaginary or frivolous or a childhood game or just not based in reality or, um, you know, etc. And so my ultimate goal just kept being this game that I was playing with myself and with the world around me to consistently prove that magic exists, that the psychic world exists. And because of that, I was looking for things to be proven quickly, very, very quickly. I'm stating all of this because I know there are many of you who can relate to this. And this full moon energy is really up for 
talking about false light and talking about spiritual addiction and talking about what does it mean to constantly need affirmation in order to prove that magic exists, that the psychic world exists in order to prove that you are not crazy, that you are not mentally ill, that you are not out of your mind. Yeah? I know so many of you listening to this feel me right now. I know you do. So here's where the false light comes into this. When we're constantly seeking affirmation from the spiritual and we're constantly seeking to be proven right and we're constantly seeking, 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 usually what we're seeking is for big things to happen, right? These huge events that we can experience and know without any doubt that the magic is real. What does that mean? That means that then we're grasping for literally anything that can prove us right. And what is going to come in in those spaces when the energy knows that we're desperate, when the energy knows that we're looking for absolutely anything possible to prove us right, it's going to be the darkness. It's going to be the darkness presenting as false light. And I'm not talking darkness as in shadow work, right? That's different. Shadow work is light work, right? You need the light in order to see the shadow. Shadows cannot exist without the light, right? The light creates the shadows. So I'm not talking about shadow work as darkness. I'm talking about the darkness where it is. it feels dark, it feels cringy. It feels like this clench in your gut that just doesn't quite feel right, that doesn't quite feel light, that doesn't quite feel like it's the truth or like it's in our highest good or like it's calibrated to love. Now, as I'm speaking right now, I just want to pay mind to the fact that every single time, and many of you know this, every single time I record a podcast episode, it is an energetic thing. I'm very intentional about this. And so I want to let you guys know I will be integrating, I already am integrating, uh, true light codes into this podcast episode. That said, speaking about false light, the energy of false light is going to be in this episode. And I as I was sitting with this this morning before recording this, I understood that, you know, I, I was sitting with the ethics around this and, and is this okay to do and, and to expose people and all of that. I mean, look, we're all being exposed to false light all the time. And so ultimately what I understood in my meditation this morning is that it is important to have the energy of false light in this episode so that you can know what it feels like. That's so important in our discernment process, right? How can we know to discern whether something or not is, whether something is true or not, if we don't know what it feels like, or looks like, or sounds like, or tastes like, or however you're psychically experiencing this for, through whatever psychic ability you have. I'm primarily clairsentient, clear so that's where um, I do say feel, right? Because I am all about that feeling. But um, if you're somebody who's seeing that false light energy, um, you know, 
that's that's just how you're perceiving it. Um, my point in this is saying um, this is a look, don't touch scenario, right? So I'm presenting you with what this energy feels like so that you can know what it feels like and you can know what it feels like in juxtaposition to true light. And even in that statement, I, I want to encourage you to, to listen back to what I just said because I literally just integrated the false light energy in the beginning of that statement and the true light energy in the end of that statement. That is a perfect moment. Those, you know, five seconds or whatever that was at minute eight, I believe, or somewhere thereabouts, that you can go back and really experience that juxtaposition. So I really want to encourage you to do that if that's something that feels safe and comfortable and good to you. Okay. Some of you might also be having major realizations at this point of, oh my gosh, I have been working with the false light, just feeling the difference in this energy. Already you might be recognizing that and that's huge. So what is this false light thing? False light is darkness disguised as light. False light is darkness bringing this disguise in order to basically make you feel affirmed. It's playing on your lack of trust. It's playing on your self-doubt. It's playing on your lack of worthiness. It's playing on all of your childhood doubts and fears. It's playing on all of these things, right? And taking major advantage of it to be like, yes, this is this is my moment to come integrate. Um, so that's that's what false light is. And it doesn't necessarily have to lead us to bad things. What it does normally lead us to is chaos. And that chaos can be internal or external, um, usually as within, so without, right? So if there's a little bit of internal chaos, there's going to be a little bit of external chaos or even a lot of external chaos or vice versa, right? Um, like begets like. So that's that's what we're looking at here. And if you haven't yet listened to the addiction to stress episode, that's a really grounded, fantastic example of the false light dragging us away from ourselves. False light is here to keep us from completing purpose, from completing mission, because completing purpose and completing mission are of the light, right? Our purpose, our mission on this earth, whatever that looks like in all of its many facets, right? Because it always presents in so many different ways. Whatever that looks like, that is the light. That is the light telling us this is what you're here for. That is our inside, right? Because you are innately of the light. You are innately love, which is light, that is the love that you are telling you, this is what you're here to be, to complete. And the false light is like, uh -uh, we don't want that here. We don't want mission completed. We don't want purpose completed. We don't want this. We don't want love here. And so it's going to do everything it can to completely distract you from your actual mission, from your actual purpose. So it's at this point that I really want to encourage you to take a breath, and take a moment and reflect on your current life. What's going on in your life? 
Is it chaotic? Are you feeling stressful? Are you feeling like you're out of control? Are you feeling like you have no time to breathe? Are you feeling like you are constantly needing to accomplish these menial tasks all of the time? Or are you feeling like you're distracted by these dramas that feel so big and so important, but like, are they really that important? Or are they just distractions? Are they just excuses to take you away from yourself so that you don't have to do the actual work, so that you don't have to actually face yourself and go within? Because I'll tell you what, when you have been taken away from the light, when you have been taken away from the love that you are, it's going to be likely very difficult to come back. I know I've spoken about this before. I can't remember if it's on this podcast or elsewhere. I know I've spoken about this before. It's going to be hard to come back because immediately when you reconnect with yourself, the first thing you're going to feel is wholeness. And the second thing you're going to feel is deep grief and maybe even fear. And you're going to likely, and I shouldn't say you're going to, right? Because everybody's going to have their own experience. But in my experience, in my own experience, and also in my experience working one-on-one with clients and in the door openers with people, um, in my experience, that has usually been the case, that there's this deep grief that's felt. And that that grief comes up and that grief is felt because you are grieving all of the time that you have spent disconnected from yourself and disconnected from love. That's what you're grieving. You're grieving all of the time you've spent away from you. You're grieving all of the time that you've spent away from the love that you are. You're grieving all of the time that you have spent distracted. You are grieving all of the time that you have allowed yourself to get distracted. You are grieving all of the time that you have not been living intentional purpose on this earth. Now, of course, I'm of the belief that every moment is purpose, right? So even if you have been quote unquote dragged away or pulled away, that's going to be informing your purpose here in some way, shape or form. So if you're feeling lost right now, that's a part of what you're supposed to do here. That's that's a part of it is, is this experience of feeling lost or feeling depressed or feeling hopeless or whatever it is, that's all informing your next steps. It's informing your journey. It's important. It's also something that you have the option to begin to work through and step in a direction away from and begin to heal. So I want to give you that encouragement. But I promised you guys a story. I promised the universe that I would tell you a story today. And so I'm going to do that. So I grew up in this world of magic. And the more I was getting shut down, the more I began to seek the answers outside of myself, seek the affirmation, begin to mistrust myself, etc., and just put all of the power, give all of my power away to all of these other entities outside of me. And where that landed me was working with the darkness because eventually the false light just began to show up as darkness and began to entice me and began to say, oh, Rachel, yeah, you see how much power you've gotten from this? You see how much power you have gained from working with us? I was not an ethical practitioner. Many of you know this. 
Most of you know this. I believe I've spoken perhaps even on this podcast episode, or on this, well, definitely on this podcast episode now, but on previous episodes about, um, you know, being in high school and playing energy games in the classroom. Like I remember so vividly sitting in class and just taking energy um, from the people who were sitting in the classroom to prove that I could do it and watching them get dizzy or watching them um, kind of space out or dissociate or whatever. Um, and that was the control I had. That was the power that I had. The irony in it is that where I felt like I had all of this control over the outside world, I had zero control over myself. And in that, I also actually had zero control over the outside world. The fact of the matter is that we can't have control over the outside world. We can only have control over ourselves. And through that self-control and through that control of our internal nature and of our interactions, our personal interactions and decisions with the outside world, that's where we're able to step through in center and in control. I, of course, did not know this as a teenager, even as a a young 20s person. Um, And it wasn't until that mirror was held up for me that I went, oh, shoot, you know, when I was 20, 19 or 20, that I went, oh, shoot, okay, this is, this is not great. Um, and that's when I started my path of um, discernment, essentially. Um, it began by completely shutting everything off. And then as things began to come back in, I was in murky waters, And when I say murky waters, I mean, I wasn't directly working with the darkness anymore, but I very much was working with false light, which is the darkness. So I was not intentionally working with the darkness. I was unintentionally working with the darkness. And I was very intentionally not working with the light, very intentionally, other than in my shadow work, because I had come to this place of belief as many of us are goaded into, that the darkness guides us to, I was in this place of belief that working for the light, being a light worker, was this, quote, fluffy existence. The reason for that is because so many people who call themselves light workers are actually working with false light. They are spiritually bypassing. They are not being true to themselves. They're ignoring the shadow work. And what did I say before? Shadows are part of the light. We need the light to cast the shadows. And uh, similarly, we as 3D beings cannot exist without our shadows following us around. If we're going to exist in the light, we have to also exist with our shadows. And so I was looking at these people calling themselves light workers going, shh, this has no spiritual basis. This has no basis or no hold in reality. Uh, And so all light workers are therefore null and void of any credibility in my book. Um, That was until I met my mentor. Now, of course, at this point, I was working with the light. I just didn't know that, right? Because I was so immersed in my shadow work and in helping others focus on their shadow work. 
um, that I didn't realize that that was part of the light, as I've said many times already in this episode. I don't want to repeat myself too much here. Uh, What I did not realize was that chasing these little thrills, chasing these little moments of, or, or even big moments of, oh my gosh, this exciting thing that's proving that magic is real and blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm proving it. And then these big moments are happening. And and that's not to say that, you know, the, when we have spiritual light bulb moments, that those are not of the light. I really want to be careful in stating that, right? We can have big moments that are of the light, absolutely. But if it's something that we're chasing and it's, and it's something that just gives you this thrill, right? It's a rush. It's a hit. You are getting a hit of a drug. That is false light. That is spiritual addiction. And you are chasing false light. If you're doing that, you are, um, you are so wrapped up in the thrill seeking and in the hit that you're going to get from that one big moment of affirmation Uh, that it is actually keeping you off track and off purpose because that's your focus. It becomes the focus, right? That next hit, that next moment of you're right, that next moment of affirmation, that becomes the drive. And so there usually becomes this complete divergence from mission or from purpose and from focusing on the self because you're so focused on that external validation and that external hit of dopamine. Well, I guess that would be internal, but y'all know what I'm saying. So I met my mentor in 2019, February of 2019, and began working with her. Um, And I went on retreat with her. It was a a one-on-one retreat in the Blue Ridge Mountains in West Virginia. And I went on retreat with her um, in June of 2019. And the theme for the whole weekend was, are you, I mean, there are many themes for the whole weekend. Actually, I did a whole video on it. Y'all can find that on Facebook. I can't remember if it's on, I don't think it's on Instagram, but you can find that on Facebook for sure. If you scroll back to June of 19 or July of 19. Um, I believe I did in July. Anyways, I digress. There were many themes that weekend, but one of the large ones was her looking at me and straight up saying, are you going to commit to the light? Are you committed to the light? And it literally took me the entire weekend, y'all. It took me the entire weekend to commit and to say, you know what? Yes. Because I was so fooled by the darkness and by the false light that I believed that I could just choose both. And I believed that shadow work was part of the darkness. I hadn't yet learned to discern that shadow work was part of the light. And so again, I just felt like I was choosing this fluffy thing. But throughout that weekend, she helped me so much to understand that there is the light and then there is capital D darkness. And after that moment, after that time with her, I kept having these tests. I kept having these little, little tiny tests in life that would say, are you going to choose the darkness or are you going to choose the light? 
And it was this over and over, and I'm sure many of you can appreciate this and really empathize with this idea of even when we make a commitment, right? Even even when we say, yes, this is the direction I'm going. This is the answer. This is the way I'm doing it. And, and we make that very, very strong vow or that strong commitment. There are going to be little tests from the universe that come out after that say, really though, is, is that the direction you're going to go in? Are you positive about that? Let's see. Let's see exactly how committed you truly are. And the test started right away. As soon as I left her property, because it was, it was on this gorgeous property next to a river and she was living there and etc. And after I left this sacred piece of land and this sacred river, I went into the mountains by myself and I camped next to Blackwater Falls, Blackwater River, and that place just has such a special space in my heart. It's such potent, potent land. But the land was giving me these tests. And it was saying, are you going to go this way? Or are you going to go this way? And remember how earlier in this episode, I said it's important for me to basically integrate the feeling, the energy of what that false light feels like or what the darkness feels like versus what the light feels like. That's what the land was doing. The land was saying, this feels dark, this feels light. Which way are you going to go? And I felt myself slowly starting to veer into those dark places because that's what I knew. And it's therefore what felt comfortable because it's what I knew, but it's also what felt exciting, right? That darkness entices us. That false light entices us. It really, it hooks us. It hooks us and it grabs us in. Or I shouldn't say all of us, right? Because um, I no longer fall into that pattern either. But um, it has the potential, right? It's sitting there right there with its hooks out saying, I can hook you if you are enticeable, essentially. Um, and so I, I, would, I would feel myself getting enticed and I would feel this. And, and so, and what's really interesting too, and I was reading some old journal entries around this earlier also, is I was describing the light as being so peaceful and so grounded and so wholesome and so loving, but I also was describing it over and over as boring, right? I was like, when is the exciting stuff going to happen? When, when are the big things? When are those big moments, those big light bulb moments, those hits? going to come. Here's the magic and the beauty of working with the light is that it's slow. It's slow, but in that slowness, it's building a foundation. And through that foundation, the layers keep getting built and built and built. The puzzle pieces keep getting filled in. And as they get filled in, that's when those light bulb moments occur. And it's like this, oh my gosh, this is the bigger picture. And not only is this the bigger picture, this is, this is the thing that's going to funnel me into the next moment of my life. And not only is it going to funnel me into the next moment of my life, this is 
a moment in my life that I just want to sit in, that I just want to revel in, that I just want to relish in, that I just want to feel. And it becomes about sitting in that present moment and just feeling and just enjoying. And so with the light, when we first make that decision, to say, I'm no longer going to work with this false light. I am going to work with the true light. I'm no longer going to work with the darkness. I'm going to work with the shadows and with the light. It's going to feel boring. It's going to feel like you're not doing anything. It's going to feel like you're not reaping any rewards because you're so used to getting this huge adrenaline hit, this huge dopamine hit, this huge moment of whoo. And you're not going to get that with the light, at least not right away, not until the light trusts that you're actually working for it. And then when you do get those hits, it's not a, it's not a one and done thing. It's not a momentary thing. And this can apply to so many different aspects of life. And I already have been shown so many different episodes that are going to come from this being the foundation, which is why I chose to do this particular episode today and not any of the others that I was being shown because I knew that this would be foundational in understanding the other conversations to come. Yeah? So I know I keep veering away from this story, but it's because there are all of these very important pieces that also need to be uh, disseminated as well. So I am camping by the Blackwater River and I find this special, special, special place in my heart. And, oh goodness, hmm. There are some other waterfalls nearby on the river, not Blackwater Falls, but some other other falls. And I took the path down and I was so divinely guided down that way. And I took the path down and I felt the light within me and the light around me and I was so committed and I was so excited. I was so ecstatic to be there and just be in this wholeness. And I walked down this uh, kind of treacherous path to the bottom of the falls and I found myself staring at these waterfalls. And it was this place that I had been having dreams about my entire childhood. And so I was brought to this place and it was like, oh my gosh, this is the moment I've been waiting for my entire life. And it felt so whole and so rewarding. And I just wanted to cry because I felt so much love and so much joy. And I turned around and I, I looked close to the banks of the falls and I saw these two large crystals. This is in the middle of nowhere. And they looked natural. They looked like they were from there. And I was like, what? What are these things doing here? This is crazy. And so I went over and I picked them each up. One was a quartz. It was it was just all of these beautiful facets of quartz. And this thing was was large. I mean, it was a good probably four, no, even longer, like six inches long. Like it was it was a a, a long crystal. Um, and it was just like all of these beautiful little fragments of quartz in this in this sediment. And the other one I swore was a giant, just just as big, maybe even bigger 
piece of black tourmaline. And I was like, what are these doing here? This is crazy. And I was like, can I take these from here? And I got this immediate, yes, you can take these from here. Um, And then I heard, but which one are you going to take? And I want to take you back to the weekend I had with my mentor where I was vacillating right in the middle, right? And she told me, you have to choose one. You have to choose the darkness or the light. It cannot be both end. You cannot be working with both. You can't. I mean, you can. It's just not going to get you anywhere. The land's not going to be able to trust you. The land is not going to know who to trust. So I was asked to choose. What did my internal patterning do at this exact moment when these two crystals were presented to me? It wanted to take both. And I started to try and justify it to myself. I can take both of these, right? And that way, I even thought this. I remember so vividly thinking this. That way, I can have one piece that's light and one piece that's dark. (laughs) And I want to be really careful here, right? Of course, this is a metaphor, um, with the dark crystal and the light crystal. But I, I do want to be just really mindful here of saying that the color black is not the darkness. I want to be very careful about saying that. Because there is something very special about the color black. There's so much magic in the color black. Literally all colors converge to form blackness. Blackness is not darkness. Darkness is evil. Blackness is possibility. So I want to be careful in that. Yeah, because there's a difference. There are all these little intricacies that live within these lessons, my friends. All of these little bits and pieces of layers of wisdom that are infinite. So I'm sitting with these two crystals and I have this thought and I'm like, oh yeah, I can take both of them, right? And one can represent the, the, uh, um, the darker shadow aspects of myself and the other can represent the light and blah, 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 blah. And then something in me said, one has to stay behind. And I remember, I remember sitting there and making this decision. I remember how hard it was for me. Because why? Because that black tourmaline was so valuable. And it was so much more valuable than the quartz, right? This is what I was telling myself in my mind. This was the logic that went behind. This black tourmaline, this is, this is how this stuff works, you guys. I, I'm not even kidding. This was my thought process. This black tourmaline, I could easily uh, sell this if I wanted to for like $300. I mean, this is a massive piece of black tourmaline and it's super valuable. And like, I, I, I can't leave this behind because of its monetary value. And, and, you know, like I can't find a piece like this in a store for less than this amount of money and blah, 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 blah. Do you guys hear all of the scarcity that comes into that? All of the scarcity that comes in with that. And that's why I was going to choose it. It wasn't because of what I was feeling from it. It was because it looked shiny and it was priced more valuably. And I didn't know 
where I would find another one of these without paying hundreds of dollars for it. That's why I was going to choose it. And then at that moment, a glint of the sunlight caught the black tourmaline. And I saw some hints of red on it. And I was like, what? That's, that's not true. Notice that wording. That's not true. So I took it and I immersed it into the water. And I noticed that it was not a black tourmaline at all. It was some sort of composition that came from the water. And the specific part of the water that I was at was pretty toxic. It had, um, it's water that has been integrated with old rail ties and has all of these toxins in it. And a lot of the work that I was doing by this part of the river was a lot of, of healing on the water. And so I realized at that moment that I was going to choose something toxic. I was literally going to choose something that was made of toxins because it presented itself as something that was natural and it presented itself as something that was valuable and it presented itself as something that I would only be able to get in that exact moment. That is false light. Everything that I just used to describe this piece of rock, that is false light. It's going to lure you in. It's going to look really shiny. It's going to promise you all sorts of riches and gold and power. It's going to promise you that this is the only moment that you can access that. And so you'd better do it now or you're never going to be able to do it again. That's false light. And so at that moment, I realized what was going on and I chose the quartz. I chose the quartz. I put it in my backpack. And as soon as I put it in my backpack, another human came kind of rumbling down the side of the hill by these falls. And he saw the toxic stone I had discarded laying next to me. And he came bumbling down the hill and he went, oh my gosh, is that a black tourmaline? I'm kidding you. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not even kidding you, I mean to say. I'm not even kidding you, you guys. This is in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, and this random dude comes down the hill next to me and knows what a black tourmaline is. And this thing obviously fooled him too, right? My gosh, is that a black tourmaline? And I could sense from him, I could sense so strongly that he was somebody who chases false light all the time, all the time. And I was like, you know, I thought it was, but it's not. Um, and he was like, is it yours? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, cool. Can I take it? And I was like, you know what? If you want it and it feels called to you, be my guest. And I knew in that moment that he was going to be doing work with that and that 
this was part of his journey and that he was choosing the false light for a reason at that moment in time and he needed to move through that. So I smiled to myself and I knew that my quartz was in my backpack and I, I walked away and I went down to this other spot that was up the river a little bit and just this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous space. And it was the new moon and solar eclipse in cancer. And I became ceremony in that moment with the river and with the, with the land and I asked this crystal that I had picked up if it wanted to be a part of it. And the crystal said, yes, absolutely. Please, please, please integrate me. Integrate my light codes. Let me help you touch the light even further. Thank you for choosing me. And so I pulled it out of my backpack. And I put it with the rest of my crystals I had brought. And I worked with everything I worked with in that moment, in that space, in that time. And I heard people starting to come and it was such a private moment and the moment was beginning to feel over. And so I quickly packed all of my stuff up and I left and I got in my car and I was about, uh, I don't know. Well, no, actually I, I got all the way home. I did. I got all the way home. I drove the, the 12 hours home or whatever it is. And um, I went to take all of my crystals out of my backpack and what was not there was that quartz crystal that I had found at the falls. And I immediately felt this sense of sadness. Like, oh goodness, I left that behind. How could I have left that behind? And then I felt peace. And I felt peace because I knew that I had worked with that crystal in exactly the way that I needed. And that was the end. That was the end of our relationship. And that is the light. The light is being able to work with what or whom you need to as it feels right, when the moment is right, without any scarcity, without any fear of scarcity, and then being able to let go, knowing that it's in both of your highest good to move on. That is the light. And all the while doing it with so much wholeness and trust and peace and surrender and unconditional love. If you cannot let go, it is not the light. If you cannot let go, it is false light. And it is keeping you there with scarcity. It is keeping you there with a fear that if you lose this thing, you will lose something inside of yourself. If you lose this thing, you will be worthless. If you lose this thing, you will not be as powerful. Let me tell you something, you guys. I told you earlier that the light, working with the light, the process is slow. And there aren't going to be as many of these moments, at least in the beginning, of these huge hits of information. But as time moves on, and as you're able to reflect and integrate, 
you become more of the light every single day. Which therefore means you're becoming more of yourself every single day. And as you become more of yourself, the magic just becomes. There is no end to that sentence because the magic just is. The magic just becomes. There's nothing that needs to be proven to you because you just trust. You just know. The magic just is. And in that, every single minute of every single hour of every single day is the magic. You are the magic and you remember that you are the magic meeting the magic outside of you. And there then is no need for these big moments. And when they do come, they're accompanied with so much intense love and gratitude that that's what you live for. It's not the dopamine hit, it's the serotonin hit. It's not that quick fix. It's that slow rush of beauty that just fills your entire being with whole heart. So, I want to invite you, and you don't have to decide right away because there is no scarcity, right? I want to invite you to ask yourself the question, are you ready to pledge yourself to the light? That's all for today's episode, my loves. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for integrating these codes into your cells, into your bones, into your beings, for helping these words to remind you of the light and the love that you are and for walking out into this world knowing that that is your purpose. And from there, more mission will be revealed to you. If this episode really spoke to you, I would be so unbelievably grateful if you would share it. Share it with your loved ones, with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers. Share it with people who you know need this information, which, let's be honest, is like 99.9% of the human race. But um, yeah, seriously, if you would share it, share it on social media, share it via email, share it um, via word of mouth, via text message, whatever you need to do to help this message get out there, I would be so appreciative. Um, humanity would be so appreciative. So thank you for that. And also so that others can find this podcast more easily. If you would also leave a review on iTunes, that would be incredibly helpful as well. It triggers the algorithms on iTunes to help other people find the podcast more easily if there is a review. So um, yeah, that's what's up. Thank you so, 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 so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day in the light, if that is what you choose. And I am sending you so much love.
much for tuning into the Doorway to Self podcast, for helping to spread psychic education, and for being a part of the mental health revolution. I hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth, understanding, and healing. For more information on upcoming workshops, retreats, and online events, please go to doorwaytoself.com. Thank you, and have a beautiful rest of your day. Okay, okay, but y'all know I really want to advocate for you doing your own podcast too, so... I guess if you still want to stick around, you can also hear how you can use Anchor to create your own podcast. You're still here? You're still listening? Oh my gosh, I love you.